This program is brought to you by Brining Institute, which has provided higher education, training, testing, and certification for addiction professionals since 1986. Beginning. These are conditions that we as counselors want to look for. You know, these conditions uh, make confrontation helpful instead of harmful. Okay, and none of this is 100%, you guys, because honestly, you're going to have those clients that, are, that, uh, that just are looking for a reason to leave anyway. Okay, so just because you had a client walk out doesn't mean you did something wrong. Although anytime we have a client leave, anytime we have a client leave unsuccessfully, we as a team always want to sit down and think, what could we have done differently? I don't care if they were the biggest pain in the rear end client and they clearly didn't want treatment and they from the minute they walked in told me we didn't know anything and da 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 and whatever, whatever. I still, at the end of that, we want to sit down as a team and go, what could we have done differently to engage this client? Is there more we could have done? Is there is no exact way to to be in a group. It really depends on the dynamics. There are some groups where I will let that happen and let's see where it goes. As long as I always know that, and as long as the clients always know that if the stuff really hits the fan, the counselor is there to handle it. Okay, but there are times where I will let it, let's see where this is going to go. Okay, and there are times where I won't hesitate to go, excuse me, I'm heading a certain direction and what you're doing is taking this away from that direction. So how about if I finish first and then you can come in? You know, something like that, okay? Because there are some times when the clients, you're going a certain direction and the, some client jumps in and takes it a whole other place that you didn't want to go. You know? And yet I want to be open to the fact that sometimes that place they want to go is a really good place. Sorry, Mike, I moved over here. Totally forgot about that. My apologies. Um, totally forgot. Okay, so conditions to look for that tend to make a confrontation helpful instead of harmful, okay? These are counselor conditions. Above the line are the counselor conditions. Let counselor conditions, okay? Am I, as a counselor, sensitive to the degree of trust and the kind of feeling or tone that exists between the client and myself? Am I aware? of how much this client trusts me or doesn't trust me and the feeling or the tone that exists between the client and myself. I have a client right now that I do not have warm fuzzies about. Something just not, it's rubbing me the wrong way. She, she's, it's just something right now. And so therefore, I've had a few opportunities where confrontation would probably have, I would have done it had it been another client, but I, I am not clear about what's going on for me around this client right now. I don't know if it really is my intuition and my intuition strongly is saying, mm, something's not, something's funky about this woman. Something not, you know, I don't know what it is yet, I can't identify it, but I just, it's not the warm fuzzies at all, okay? And what about warm fuzzies? I don't mean I like her or I don't like her, it's just something not, you know, so therefore, in those opportunities that I've had to, to confront her, I have held myself back because I don't have this going on yet with her. I don't have, I, I, I don't like what I got right now. Yesterday, an opportunity came up and I, and I went ahead and threw a little bit of information out 
okay? But I didn't go as far as I would have with a lot of clients, okay? Because I got to really be aware of what's going on. Make sense? Okay? Because I also, I got to tell you, I'm a, I'm a counselor and yet I'm a human. And it might be my own stuff. And I don't know yet. So I don't want to create any harm, okay? Now, number two, am I willing to become more involved with him as a person? Remember I said earlier, if you confront somebody, you are now taking that relationship to a deeper level. It is. It's like a way of showing that you care. And am I willing to become more involved with this person? Uh, am, I, am I willing to, I mean, honestly, as a program manager, sometimes I'm more about the, the administrative stuff. And so when I engage with a client and, do, uh, and, and have a, a confrontational moment with a client, that client oftentimes now feels more connected with me, and then there's more time. There's more time involved with that. Yes, am I willing or am I just going to bounce in a room and say something and then never be back for that person? No. Yeah. You know, am I willing now to have that relationship with somebody? Okay? Am I confronting his well, I'm going to go back to that even Greg cuz they'll want to follow up. And am, are we as counselors going to be present for the follow up? Okay? Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. Am I, number three, am I confronting his concrete behavior? Something he can do something about. Am I confronting some... Mike, I don't know if I... I hope I didn't turn that off. Just smashed on your thing. Okay. Am I confronting something he can do something about? In other words, I'm there to confront behaviors that can be changed, not something that it's like... You know, I'm not there to talk about your ethnicity or your whatever. Yeah, you know, this is about something I can do something about, you know. Okay, that's what I go after, all right. Uh, am I making my confrontation positive and constructive rather than negative and punitive? Okay, this is, I, I, I say this even though it's 10 years ago when I started this. I had a client in group. She was being not a nice lady. <laughs> she was really harping on another girl, just jumping her and jumping her and jumping her. And I, as an inexperienced counselor who knew nothing, didn't know how to handle it. So what did I do? I got punitive. It was such a great opportunity to talk to this woman, you know, to confront her about the behavior and what are you getting out of being like this and what's, you know, the underlying motives and, and, and instead I couldn't, I, I was so freaked out. It's not like I didn't have the information in me, but I was so nervous and freaked out. I sent her out of the room and we had a little patch of grass at this little, just a little patch of grass at the treatment facility. I sent her out of the room with a pair of scissors and made her cut the grass with the scissors. Such an inexperienced counselor. I couldn't figure out what to do, so I pulled rank and, and got negative and punitive. And it was, it's, I was so disappointed with myself right away. I was disappointed with myself right away because I knew that that was such a great learning opportunity for that woman, for the, for the woman who was tolerating the abuse in the group, and for the whole group. But I didn't know where to go. 
So I just went to negative and punitive. Okay? Because, you know, all I could think of. Yes, especially when you're when you're naive and stuck and and just just couldn't couldn't come up with anything. Okay? Very disappointed. I was very disappointed that I couldn't that was such a great opportunity for the whole group. Okay? So you always want to make sure your confrontation is positive and constructive rather than negative and punitive. That doesn't mean I'm not gonna say things that don't come across negative. Okay? But it means I'm not gonna send you out to cut grass with a pair of scissors or to clean toilets with a toothbrush, okay? Am I being direct and easily understood? A lot of folks struggle with confrontation. So in their confrontation, they get wordy and flowery, and by the end of it, you have no clue what they've said because you've gotten lost in them trying to be kind. Does that make sense? My sister's kind of like that, and it's great. You know, and she'll tell you all sorts of stuff you don't even need to know because she's not wanting to get at what you, what you need to know. You know, so it's like be clear and concise and direct and to the point. Okay, all right. That's the, our clients deserve to be communicated in an in a, in a easy, direct, honest way. All right. Am I representing facts as facts, feelings as feelings, and inferences as inferences? Okay, so if I'm going to say this is a fact, then it better be a fact. If I'm going to talk about my feelings, then that's what they are. I don't represent my feelings as facts. They're my feelings. Eventually, probably with that client, I'm probably going to say, unless it shifts for me suddenly, I'm probably going to say, I got a weird feeling inside and I don't even know what to call it. And, and I, something just doesn't feel something inside. I'm just, I, I don't got warm fuzzies. I don't, something inside just gives me a red flag right now. Now, I'm not going to go in and say to that client that I said, I, I just something, something not, not feeling right about it. Uh, I'm not going to go in and go, uh, you're not here for the right reasons and da-da-da-da and, 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 and just because I got awkward feelings make that a fact. You know, that's why I've got to sit back on that for a bit and see what's going on. Okay? And if I'm going to talk about my feel, I'm concerned. I feel scared about the fact that da-da-da-da. You know? Or facts. The fact is, is that I have watched you um, during your visit with your child, spend a quarter of it in the smoking area. You know, that's a fact. And therefore, I have concerns about your priorities. Okay? Do you see how that's a fact? You've spent 15 minutes of your hour visit with your child in the smoking area. Okay, that's a fact. Okay, do you see the difference? Alright? I will often go to work and tell clients, I woke up this morning and something, you kind of just went through my head and I don't know what it was about, but I just, ugh, I'm just nervous about something. Especially like if a client's going home for the weekend. It's their weekend pass and all of a sudden I wake up on Friday morning and I'm taking a shower and all of a sudden, you know, Betty Boop comes through my head and I got a, uh, uh oh. And I, I don't go to work then and go, oh, your pass is revoked. I just go to work and go, I want you to know something. This morning, I, I was taking a shower and you went through my head and it wasn't a good feeling and I just want to throw out some 
Ugh, some concerns about your past. Is there anything I need to know? Da 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 da. You know, and just throw that out. I always want to say that because I told you, I think I told you last week, you know, sometimes you only got one opportunity. And they may not come back from that past. But I, I really want you guys to get so, and it might take you a while, but I really want you to get so um, comfortable with your intuition. I just want you to believe all of that stuff that comes up. And I don't mean present it as a fact, because it's not. But I want you to act on those intuitions so that you don't go home the next day with regrets. Okay? All right? And give them that information. Just, just be safe this weekend, okay? Remember, and you call and, you know, and, and tell, give them all the information, okay? Um, have I laid down my cards first? In other words, does he know what is motivating me to confront him? Okay, so does that client know that your motivation comes from concern? Does that client, you know, have I said, you know, look, this is what's going on for me around this? You know, or look, you know, I'm uncomfortable with this type of behavior, or look, you know, uh, sometimes I'll go to the clients and go, you as individuals really matters to me, and the running of the whole place matters to me. And at this moment right now, you as an individual is getting in the way of running of the whole place. And, and I, honestly, I just want to put it out there because I've got to look at this whole place. And, and so that way they're, they're, they know that it isn't just about them. And I want to make sure that they know that, that I've got to look at this whole place. Does that make sense? You know, or have I, you know, it, do they know that I'm coming from concern, not from judgment? You know, not from a lack of approval of who you are as a human being, but it's, it's genuine concern. Okay? Even, and sometimes I'll even say, right now I'm concerned about your child. Okay? And that right now I'm looking out for the welfare of your child. And then that's honest. It isn't even about you right now. It's about the welfare of your child right now. Okay? Um, now this is client. Does anybody have any questions about those seven? Okay, client conditions. Can you see Greg? Okay, client conditions. Okay, these are the conditions you, you as a counselor want to look for in the client. Okay, will that client accept your confrontation as an invita invitation to explore himself? That will take work on your part a little bit too. Because oftentimes the clients, when you first are confronting them, they'll see that as, as an attack. Because they've been attacked. A great example, um, there's a woman who, she's 38, and comes from a good, a good family. A lot of times the people in our facility are actually the, you know, we're the last house on the block for them, you know, and they don't have a place to live or the place they live is pretty scary. But I actually have this woman in there right now who's, who's 38 and very middle class or upper middle class. And um, her and another client had an issue. So she ends up down in the office. It was a very small issue. She was, our clients oversee the running of the um, consequences. So if you get in trouble, I'm not the one that comes and gives you your consequence. Your peers, there's a group of your peers that manage that part of it, and they will come. So one of the girls went and talked to her and gave her a 500-word essay on respect. Okay. So this client was looking, the new client, the one I'm talking about, the upper middle class, looking through the rules for why I'm not supposed to get written up, it's too early in my treatment, and coming down with all this information. 
And when she ended up down in the office, we confronted her. It's like she was bawling, just crying. And I was like, wow, this is a huge reaction for a 500-word essay on respect. This is huge. You know, this is confrontation, even though I'm talking like this. This is way bigger than a 500-word essay reaction. You know, what is going on for you? And this woman, it was fantastic because she went to a place of realizing that it wasn't about the other client and it wasn't about, it was about all the times that her dad points out what she does wrong. And it was about all the times her mom and her dad let her know that she's, you know, even if she does something right, they'll find the one thing that she doesn't. And it went to this really deep place. And in fact, we ended up changing the topic of the thing from respect, because it really wasn't about respect, into, because she was ready to walk out of treatment. She was going to, I can't do this. This is nitpicky. This is this. I'm leaving. It's like, no. And it ended up, she went to a place of being really willing to explore really old family type stuff that she's going to have to work on about her mom and dad. Okay? And it was great. But you really want to, it's like, wow, is this client going to be able to explore themselves? You, you as a counselor, us as counselors, are going to have to be able to be able to keep bringing them back to, I mean, she kept wanting to go back with, but this is petty. And I kept having to bring her back with, look at your reaction. This is bigger than this. What, you know, and kept trying to take her to a different place. She kept wanting to come back to the event. It wasn't about the event. The event was, this, this reaction is so not about side talking and getting an essay on respect. This is way bigger than that. And keep trying to take her back to that because she kept wanting to avoid those feelings. You know, that's her job to avoid those feelings. And our job is to continue to try to take her back there. Right. I don't want to come to treat. I come to treatment to get clean. I came to treatment to avoid jail, maybe. Who knows why you came to treatment? I came to treatment to get my kids back. I don't even want to get clean and sober. But even if I came to treatment and wanted to get clean and sober, I didn't come to treatment to want to deal with my issues with my mom and dad. My God, let's just get me clean and sober and get me out of here. There's so much more, you know. Little does she realize that those issues with her mom and dad might play a big role in getting sober. Okay? Huge learning for her. She wrote that essay and was so proud of it. And, and talking about her issues with her mom and dad and, and also within other relationships. And when she gets upset, her reaction is to get angry. And then it's to leave. And then it's to get drunk. And then she went to a place of all the damage it's done in all of her relationships and the consequences that behavior has caused her. Fantastic essay when all it was about was side talking in a group. Okay, but she was willing to take it to a deeper place. Okay, now, is the client open to knowing how that client is seen or experienced by others? Okay, that is the, I just love group work. I love group work so much, way more than one-on-one -on -one work. Okay, because bringing the group in, you know, and saying, well, yesterday we did it in a group. There was a woman, we did a group, and in the group it's about um, seeing your character defects come up as you're working with other people. And so this one woman had, had to be, it's called the power line, and at the, you have to try to, who's the most powerful person in the room? 
And this one woman at the end of the group was holding the whole process up because she had to be that person even if it was just for a moment. And it really delayed the process. And at the end of the group it was like she was explaining why it wasn't that way for her. And I said, so here's just what I want you to, I want you to see. It came across to me as you being very self-righteous and very arrogant that you are the most powerful person in this room. And she was explaining away and I said, so I just want you to listen for a second. Just, just how many other people experienced that while this went on? And hands flew, heads were nodding, you know. And it was like, look around the room. Okay, so you want to know, is that person going to be the type of person that is going to be willing to know how they are seen or experienced by other people? Because we said earlier, their peers' feedback is far more valuable than ours sometimes. Okay, and is this person willing to see that? Okay, can that person tolerate some discom discomfort? Can the client tolerate some discomfort and mental pain which may result from the, our confrontation? Boy, you really want to be aware of that. Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's kind of like the steps. Um, afterwards, after you do the steps for a while, they just happen. You don't even know they're happening. You're just working them. You accidentally step on some lady's foot at Walmart or you know you were a little haggy to the cashier. You go back and make amends. And it's just like it's your natural way of being now. You know, even though, you know, inside you're working all the steps really quickly. It's the same thing as a counselor. It's not like you have to sit down and go, wow, do I think Billy Bob is going to be able to accept my confrontation? You're just going to know. You're just going to know because you're, that's who you're going to be as a counselor. You're going to go, yeah, I think this person is in a good space. We have that relationship. They're in a, you know, and you're going to know. Then you want to hold back or go process it with your peers as a counselor. This is the feeling that I'm getting. This is the deal. And I really, what do you guys think? Okay. So, yes. Very much. Very much in the moment. Like I said, I got that one girl where it's like, right now it's like, uh, I really want to. Nope. Not, not, I'm not thinking I'm the person. And it might be, honestly, it might be I'm not the person to do that with her really might be I'm not that person and sometimes that will come up and I will I will go to their primary counselor because I'm not their primary counselor so I will go to their primary counselor and go this is what's going on da, 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 da. this is how I'm feeling about it what do you think will you have a conversation with them because they might have a different rapport with them than I have they don't have to love what we're saying to them at all at all Here's the part that you definitely should know. You should be no, now know that you have brought it out of the darkness into the light and that more is, is going to be open. And that here's the other thing too. You better be there when and if she's ready to do something different. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. But no, it isn't always about knowing, oh, they sh oh, I shouldn't have done that because they didn't take it very well. Not at all. I absolutely know that that client that walked out of treatment this week um, no, here's what I'll say. I hope that that client that walked out of treatment this week, when she ends up in jail, because she probably will for walking out of treatment, will do some soul searching about the things that we said. 
But she walked out, oh, hell no, I didn't sign up for this stuff. I'd rather be in jail, you know. And, but I hope while she's sitting in jail that she is pondering the feedback that was given to her. You know, but no, everybody doesn't take it like it's like a spoonful of jelly at all. Okay, but that's okay because here's what I hope for and I tell my clients this all the time. Gosh, I hope when you're out there using again you hear my voice. And it's haunting you. <laughs> I love, it amazes me, I couldn't imagine doing it in my own addiction. But I've had clients call me loaded, like drunk, and, and want, and, and I think, wow, we are really, we, you know, something made an impact, and we have really messed up your high, because you're calling treatment drunk. <laughs> Wanting to talk. Wanting to talk about something they learned at treatment, or something, something. We have really, really made your life difficult, and I love that. Isn't that great? It'd be easy to get a resentment I mean, your mom's sitting there doing whatever, because I don't know what your mom's doing, but isn't that fantastic that probably when she's doing it now, she's like, there's a little bit inside of her that's like, God, Jamie, you know. So more, the more and more she wakes up, it'll, it'll, it'll bug her. <laughs> yes, yes. 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 And even though she might have been angry in the moment, uh, in the back, she knows that you care. Thank you for taking the time to care. To say stuff that really pisses me off. Right. Yeah. It's fantastic. And back to the can he tolerate some discomfort and mental pain which may result from my confrontation. You really, <coughs> excuse me, do want to be aware of that. That's your job anyway as a counselor because they're, they're, uh, I'm way open for pushing clients further than they think they can go. Because a lot of times they think they can't go very far, okay, or they don't want to go very far. But I also really want to be careful to take care of their, of their personal ecology. In other words, not push them to a place where they're going to end up in a puff unit or a psych ward, you know. Okay, so really, you want to be aware of where this person can go, all right. We'll talk about that more even when we do group counseling because we've got to be aware of that as we're doing groups with folks. You know, am I capable of pulling this person out of the place that they may go to? Okay. All right. Number four. Does this person believe that I care about them? Okay. Very, I mean, we've talked about that a lot. So, you know, does this person know? In the moment, they might not. My God, I know out in the smoking area at Progress House, my name is like, that, bleh, 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 and she's so this, that, and that. You know, I let the clients do a little mini inventory on me the other day and it was hilarious. It was like demanding and controlling and, uh, uh, and I put a bunch of words up there too. What else did, uh, that was, those are the two big ones, you know. But then, and it really bought, one of them came up to me the next day and said, okay, when I said demanding, this is what I meant. <laughs> it's like obviously it kept her up that night, you know. But I, I honestly, I'm glad I did that because I think that they got to feel safe. You know, I sit there and take their inventory every day and they got to take mine that day, okay? Do these people know that we care about them? And like I said, in the moment, it may not feel like it. All right, and then one thing I want to say is that, you know, I signed up to be a counselor. And therefore, because I signed up to be a counselor, I get paid money to do it. 
And therefore, because I get paid money to do it, my integrity is on the line. And my integrity tells me that I'm going to tell the truth and I'm going to do my job because that's what I get paid for, even if my job makes me uncomfortable. And that's what I mean by the confrontation. So even though this confrontation might be uncomfortable, I'm going to do it anyway. Because it's more important to me, and I will say this to the clients sometimes, it's more important to me, as much as I'd love to have you all like me, it's more important to me that I have done everything I can to give you the information necessary to possibly change your life and keep you alive. Even if that means that you're going to not like me because I have some integrity now and that's what I get paid for. I don't get paid to have you like me. Okay? And some of us might have to think about it that way because we don't want to confront. Okay? Which is actually in some ways a segue into the next piece because, uh, well let me get back to this for a sec. If you can answer yes to most of these not all of them. If you can answer yes to most of these, then you know that they're favorable conditions for a helpful confrontation. Okay? No, that doesn't mean write these all down and put them on your desk and ask yourself these questions right before you confront someone. Like I said, you're going to know. You're going to know because that's what, your intuition is going to be that good. Okay? Your counseling skills are going to be that good. Okay? Mm -hmm.